toast and joking too. Sipping and roasting is what we do. Light them up, drink them down. Whiskey and cigars all around. Cheers, y'all. That sounds like a party right Welcome, there. ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. Show number 303. That's 303. That means we're exactly halfway to 333. That's right. And when we get there, we're throwing a big party. That's correct. So look forward you guys to that. Will be invited. Yeah. It's Smokin' and Toastin', and we got a very special show for you this week <clears throat> because we pulled off something in that we've never been able to do before. So today's show is historic. We are able to have guests on to get us prepared for the Whiskey Social, yeah, which is this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to invite Chris Hart. <laughs> so how exciting is that? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, we do love Chris. We just like, love to give him a hard time. And, and uh, 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 but he has uh, he has he was unable to make it on to, you know, to talk about the social. So he sent a couple of guys in his own uh, stead. And gentlemen, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us what exactly each of you does as it involves the Whiskey Social. Sure. Uh, I'm Todd Grube, and uh, Chris and I have worked together in the Houston Bourbon Society now for a few years. And we became friends and just um, we talked about doing business together. So last year was my first time uh, as an owner of the Whiskey Social with Chris, and then Dominic came in at the same time. So uh, we all we all sort of uh, fill various roles. Mm-hmm. I do the social media as one of the things that I'm responsible for. And the Whiskey Social has always had a very good social media presence, I think. It's it's part of, well, and and the Houston Bourbon Society, right, was, which is where it sort of sprung from, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that it's there's always been a pretty good social media presence. And that kind of, I think, enabled in the earliest days of the social uh, for it to get promoted well enough that people knew it was there and, <laughs> yeah. and, and knew to come. So, um uh, and then, of course, we had Chris on this show, and the whole thing blew up. Right. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's why we're here. It's <laughs> good to know. How about you? Yeah, I'm Dominic Sung. Uh, as Todd said, you know, it's sort of I, I don't know how it, it ended up. I'm I'm newer to uh, knowing Chris and Todd, but it sort of came up in conversation at one point between Chris and as myself. far as knowing Chris, it gets older real quick. It's, it's okay. yeah, <laughs> you know, then maybe it's a good thing. I'm on the newer side, right? Um, but uh, it, it sort of came up in conversation around. Um, being a partner in the in the whiskey social and and sort of it all kind of coalesced at the same time coincidentally mm-hmm. as as Todd was working on it as well. So uh, like Dominic said, is a master people person. Like I feel like he came out oh of boy. nowhere and suddenly yeah. we were like great friends and and then suddenly we were business partners. He finds his way like into <laughs> kind of can weasel my way in quietly and people don't notice know. me and they're like how the hell did you get here? Well, <laughs> I, I want both of you guys to know because I want you to understand the uh, the the weight, if you will of the show that you're on right now on Smoking and Dustin. You should know that for quite some time, there was actually an ongoing contest between Chris Hart and Alan Denny for which one of them had been on the show the most times. Oh, man. They actually would come in like and, and you know, uh, pod bomb the other one, you know, they just... Uh, <laughs> pod crash. Pod crash, yeah, there you go. I mean, it was it was actually, they took it very seriously. 
So that's funny. That's how important they thought the show was. <laughs> Actually, I think they really just like drinking with us is what it is. But uh, but we'll do a lot of that drinking today. We have a lot going on. You guys have brought in uh, a number of different spirits as we uh, drink whiskey, talk about the uh, whiskey social, and uh, then we have some beers we're going to taste as well. So today on the beer front, we'll be tasting the Four Sixes Grit and Glory Amber Lager. Four Sixes is the name of a ranch in North Texas that is not only a real, actual ranch, but it is a ranch that was referenced in the TV series Yellowstone. And there is oh, a wow. spinoff of Yellowstone coming about the Four Sixes Ranch uh, nice. that has now actually been purchased by uh, Tyler Sheridan, the creator of Yellowstone. So it's huh. like, it's a whole uh, circular thing. But apparently they got together with Big Kettle Brewing out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and uh, released this Amber Lager. And so we'll be trying that on the show today. Also from Parkway Brewing Company in Salem, Virginia, uh, their Get Bent Mountain IPA. <laughs> nice. So that should be interesting. And and I haven't tried any of these. Now, Ian, you may have tried this one, though. Uh, from 11 Below Brewing, their Java Space. It's their Imperial yes. Coffee Milk Stout. That's and, their negative space and, with, the, with the coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. So uh, so we'll be doing that. And then, of course, uh, Dominic and Todd have brought in a number of whiskeys. And, and I see actually one non-whiskey here that we have kind Speaking of, on, of whiskey let's have some cognac yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh th so this is interesting this cognac is uh apparently something uh, rather rare yeah so it comes from um uh it's called Raw is the brand l-h-e-r-a-u-d okay um i don't think you can buy it in the united states so we have to basically find somebody in france that's willing to ship it over uh -huh. um, so these are very special um so he's got friends in france is what he's saying yeah <laughs> I, I have a friend who has a friend in France, okay, and that, that's enough. all you need. That's um, as as <laughs> so I brought this just because I know we can't um, can't smoke during the show, but for, for those listening who like to smoke a cigar and pair it with the spirit, I know, you know, whiskey is a standard go-to, but cognac mm -hmm. is wonderful. It just, it brings out all the good things between pairing the two. So I wanted to bring that and let you guys taste it. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you, twist go, my arm. Go ahead, you can go ahead and pour <laughs> that. I will mention, by the way, I had uh, this week what was... Just a lovely uh, pairing. I was smoking a, and I always try to remember these because we we don't get to do the pairings as often on the show as we like. But I was smoking a um, a Hoya de Monterey uh, by AJ Fernandez Silver Churchill, and I wound up pairing that with a rye. It was a barrel cask strength rye that I had some left of that we had uh, on the show, nice. and uh, boy did they work well together it was just it was one of those times when you go this isn't just good this is a this great is real good yeah, yeah a great pairing so uh so i can i can uh float that along as something that you might want to that you might want to try so um uh, so this is the cognac mm -hmm. and cognacs do pair very very well with cigars yes. just in general this has like it's just on the nose i get that that grape skin and honey mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. oh yes big time both of those yeah it's and it's just super fruity Really bright. Yeah. So this is 1973, and I think it was bottled in 2017. So what's that? Uh, 27, 30, uh, 44 years? 27 plus? Wow. Don't make me do 17. math. 17. Yeah. I was told there'd be no math <laughs> when we started the show. So. It's uh, old. This has some warmer, almost chocolatey flavors that it I was does. not even on the, remotely expecting. On the finish, for sure. Yeah. Because uh, the fruitiness, I expect, the, yeah. the, that chocolatey kind of thing that Habs, especially right at the retro hill too i was not expecting at all mm. the fruit up front 
for sure the grape skin uh, sort of thing. And then you're right, Ian. On the on the finish, there is a little chocolatey thing that comes floating in there. Yeah, really it's nice. It's very warm and it is very yes. fruity up front. You know, the, the fruit punches you right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and as you said, very warm. This has a... Uh, this has a bit of a cognac. It has a, uh, it has a great way of like just being present in the whole palate too. Mm -hmm. Like it just really, really fills it's up. It's everything. Yeah. It's really round. It's thicker, and then I think for for a you know a lower proof cognac, it, it, the finish is nice and long and yes. good for what you're doing. Yeah. There's a little bit of heat to the finish yeah, too. It's, it's mm -hmm. 96, so, so I think it's a good. It lets you know proof. it's. It lets you know you're having something, but but uh, it's it's not. It's more like a hug. It's nothing harsh about mm -hmm. that. If you if you have a friend of a friend who's in France, uh, <laughs> how much would you have to pay him to grab you a bottle of this? So this was about. Um, I want to say that their price <coughs> over there was maybe two seventy five or so, um, and then with all the you know tariffs and everything to get it over, maybe about three fifty. Okay. So if you have a friend of a friend in France <coughs> who also has a friend, then it's obviously going to be um, now. Well, what's that guy's name? The, the <laughs> everyone everyone has that Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> is that who you're thinking of? I was thinking of Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Because <laughs> you know, there's always it's this four stuff, yeah, six degrees, yeah, or whatever. Yes. It is. By the way, Kevin Bacon, I think is is probably just he comes across like a really wonderful human being. If you've ever seen him on any talk shows, being interviewed about that, you would think by now he has to be just sick of hearing about that whole thing. And he's so good-natured about it. Yeah. Like, he's so, like, uh, he comes off like he's just happy to be relevant, yeah. you know? Well, he has a band, I think. So uh, yeah, I, Bacon I, I mentioned Brothers. I'm from the Northeast, and, yeah, they, they play small venues. So yeah. he just comes out, and he'll play a venue with, you know, 500 people. And by the way, they're not great, but they're not bad. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's one of those things. Like, it's not like... Like what was that band that Keanu Reeves was in for a while back in the? Uh, oh, I can't uh, back, the name and they of were it, so yeah. terrible, Dog <laughs> Head or God Dog or something. It was it, they were really bad. God Dog no. was a local band. God Dog, okay, sorry. Wild, Wild Stallions, I, I thought. Oh you know? yeah, Wild Stallions. <laughs> Wild Stallions. <laughs> While we're on the music uh, uh, topic, just for a second, I just want to say I went and saw Chris Stapleton uh, last mm. weekend for the first time. Man, that guy is is amazing. He's just he's just a musician. He's not even really, you know, um, it's not even really that he does this crazy big show. It, it, I mean, there's great staging and all that, but he just gets up there and plays. It's soulful. And yeah. sing. It's country, and, but it's very yeah, soulful. Uh, so much wonderful. of him goes into it when he right. performs. And you're like, and, oh, man. And he has, he's so great on guitar. doesn't get nearly the credit that he deserves for you know, uh, being the, a guitar the player. The sacrifice you made last year, because you had the oh, tickets yes. to see him. And I went to the Whiskey Social instead. And you had wow. to choose. Yes, yes. Uh, well, so well, this, we're honored then. This should show so, you how seriously we take this. They put it off a year, but you finally yeah, made it. Yeah. yeah. And fortunately, he was at least like a week off uh, <laughs> right. this year from when he came back. So, well, this uh, year we're going to be potentially competing with Game 7 if it happens. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. And I'm a Philly a fan. You know, I'm sure everyone else is a, a Astros fan. I'm, I'm an Astros fan second. So let me Right, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. There's at some point, if you've moved around, at some point you make that fandom that's lasting that like doesn't go away when you move to to the next place. So, uh, so I get that. Well, uh, I will say it's been a hell of a series so far. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep our fingers uh, fingers crossed. This is exceptional, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. This is just uh, amazing, and probably one of the best cognacs I've ever had prior to this. Was actually one that Alan Denny brought in. That was one of the um, uh, one of the ones from the, the gregarious the, gump. The gre gregarious oh, yeah. gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There, there was gregarious grump. Sorry, gregarious not gump. grump. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you that 
that, that probably was the best. Is that the thirty year one? Yes, it was that thirty was or thirty one. Maybe that's, was it? That's yeah, my it was a thirty years old. Yeah. Yeah. Was it thirty yeah. and there's a twenty one? Oh, uh, oh my, I'm sorry. I actually like the twenty one more, but the thirty is very good as well. Thirty is yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. But this this may this may be even better than that. That's just. That's just thanks for sharing that with sure. us. That's yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely exceptional. Um, Ian, I was going to uh, jump in here and ask you if you'd had an opportunity to uh, smoke anything interesting this week. It's funny you should ask. Yeah. Because uh, I happen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a job or something that I'm mm-hmm. expected to do every week, but I, I did it this week just just for you. Chris. Listen, somebody has to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And I, I appreciate, smoke cigars, so you don't have to. So I appreciate that me. you're the guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, actually, I sat out on my uh, patio. Man, the weather has been so nice. Yes. Know? Like, yes. I have been outside. We had a couple every of bit days of that were a little bit cold, and then it just warmed up just enough. I have I've been outside every bit of it. Well, I have one of these tables that has the, the gas table, mm. uh, the gas underneath it, and you like the little fire ring up top. It's, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I was, I was sitting outside. Um, uh, and I, I selected a cigar last night. I uh, I realized I hadn't. I smoked this cigar all the time, but I realized I hadn't actually reviewed it on the show. So I picked it up. It's the Gloria Cabano uh, Serie R Maduro. Oh, yeah. So that's a good cigar. What an absolute go-to. And I really do enjoy <laughs> these. I, I, I probably don't go uh, one or two weeks the without Serie having R's one. Serie R is the really thick uh, ring gauge, right? The Serie R's generally tend to be a little chunky. This was yeah. a 54. It's a uh, okay. Robusto, a 5.5 by 54 size um they call it the number five uh the connecticut broadleaf maduro wrapper with a nicaraguan binder and a dominican and nicaraguan filler in it the um the appearance on this is deep espresso like it's so dark the wrapper is just it's gorgeous um which is is important to note because everything else i tell you about the appearance on here is gonna be like what (laughs) deep espresso gorgeous color siri r wrapper secondary uh, Maduro uh, band on it instead of wrapper. I use the word wrapper. I don't know why. Oily, uh, leathery, toothy, somewhat <coughs> lumpy, uh, veiny a little yeah, bit. I've always noticed that those are a little, uh, a little <laughs> they're lumpy. a little lumpy. They're a little veiny. Rustic is the word that the, the magazine uses. That's, that's yeah. nicer. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's friendlier than oily and lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this, but it's interesting to hear cigar notes because um, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole. I, I like a nice cigar, but I don't really know nearly as much as I do about other spirits, but it's interesting to hear the same sort of notes, you know, describe. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of crossover yeah. between the two. You're going to find, uh, yeah. One of the things I would, that I always suggest, cause I, people ask me, it's like, well, how do you, how do you learn, you know, what you're, what you're tasting? And uh, the best advice that I can give you is listen or read to someone that does that, um, that can tell you what notes they're finding in the cigar. And then try that same cigar and see mm-hmm. if you can detect that. It's the same as is there, with wine or with is spirits. Is there something in cigars? So I, I tell people, because sometimes I'll write, write reviews and people will mm-hmm. say, like, you know, these off notes. Like, well, where, where did you get this? How do you know what that tastes or smells like? A flavor wheel. You know, where you have a wheel mm-hmm. and you say, okay, woody, smoky, you know, sweet, mm-hmm. fruity. And then there's a bunch of words. And then you 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 go and you and it helps your brain figure out oh that's what I'm tasting that's a perfect word to describe I've, it I've never heard of this yeah and, and also you can just make it up 
That's so I, I literally had a cigar last week, and one of the notes I got was vintage bookstore. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a very distinct smell. Yeah. Right? And I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said that. I, you know? do, I do graphics design. Let's build a cigar-like flavor wheel. That'd be fun. I, I then, I then exist, changed so. vintage bookstore to Dusty Tome because I just thought it sounded cooler. It sounded way cooler. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's like a good paint color. That's a good know? note. Dusty Tome. Dusty I, Tome. I said it sounded like a bad country singer. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dusty, Dusty Tome. Home. Uh, uh, so anyway, the pre-light sniff back on your this. cigar. <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? <laughs> Maybe. I don't so, know. We were having cognac. and uh, So the pre-light sniff on this, I got a lot of earth, a lot of chocolate, nutty flavors, uh, creamy sweetness at the foot especially. Um, the pre-light draw, I used a punch on this. If you're not familiar with the punch, it's a circular... Um, it's a circular, uh, basically, punch that you take out of the foot of the cigar instead of clipping the Kind of punch the, the hole, and then it pulls them. Yeah. Um, and it looks neat, and it's kind of fun to do it that way. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, I used the punch. I had a medium draw with it. Uh, sometimes if you if you use the punch and the draw is a little too tight, you can also just snip it afterwards, and that'll open it up. But, mm -hmm. but this was fine. It was a medium draw. Sweet, creamy mocha flavors. Rich earth coffee and some nuttiness coming through it. Uh, you're going to notice I'm going to say those words a lot in this review. Uh, the initial light, earth and pepper bomb, rich, bitter chocolate, brownie batter sweetness underneath it, and some nuttiness traveling all the way through it. The retrohale is peppery and nutty. The first third of the cigar, uh, lots of nutty and woody notes complement the spicy pepper and mocha chocolate coffee kind of flavors to create a sweet and spicy treat. Loads of dense, rich smoke billows forth from each puff. I like that sounds. <laughs> uh, full strength, definitely. This is a full strength cigar. This is this yeah. is like all these flavors sound really really good. But keep in mind, if you are a mild cigar lover, this one packs a punch. This one's full strength. So uh, so even though and and I, I even mentioned. Uh, well, I'll get to it in a minute. Let me let me go ahead and keep reading. Retro is uh, peppery and woody, very like overall woody kind of thing going on with the cigar too. And not like a lot of times you get a very specific cedar or oak kind of thing. This one was just kind of wood. You know, it wasn't like fresh cut lumber, but it wasn't exactly cedar, but it wasn't exactly oak or, you know, any of those kind of As things. Kenny Rogers once said, it's the wood that makes it good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, solid ash. Good burn overall. The second third of this cigar got a lot of uh, brownie batter uh, as the backdrop for this woody, nutty and spicy full strength powerhouse. The sweet and spicy notes strike a balance that is brilliant without being overly complex. While definitely full strength, it smokes with an almost medium vibe, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say but that's what i was alluding to because it is ago. really big in it terms is, of is a uh, big big body. smoke yeah, yeah big full body cigar uh retro ale is peppery nutty and woody solid ash perfect burn the last third on this uh woody flavor picks up here and an earthy note sneaks in among the uh spicy and sweet uh brownie uh notes shift towards mocha and coffee with a pleasant uh dryness in the aftertaste the retro hail uh is pepper and a bit sweeter here at the end of the cigar um, solid ash, perfect burn. This is an eight to nine dollar cigar. Um, at at the price range, uh, I, I give it a five. You get everything you're paying for in that price range. You get as good a cigar as you can get in that price range. Yeah, I think. Um, but I also want to point out that even though that five, uh, this is our price to quality scale works uh, on a one to ten. Uh, five being you get exactly what you pay for. Mm -hmm. If you rate it below, you're getting a little less than what you feel like you paid for, or you rate it above, it's punching a little above its uh, level. 
But I give it a five, even though this is a cigar, like I said earlier, I probably don't go one to two weeks without smoking at least one so this, of these. This, like, is, this is, is a regular one of my favorites. in your, in yeah. your humidor, right? It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah. Um, It is a very good cigar. Yeah, and it's and it's just I love the flavor profile on it. It's not super complex, but what it does, it does really well, yeah. and it's it's an absolute go-to for me. Awesome, awesome. I, I have uh, a question, though, Yeah, if, I, if you don't mind. Uh, it's interesting hearing you describe. First of all, great review. Um, Thank you. Really interesting to, to hear. I, I haven't read cigar reviews like that, so... I, very very interesting so you described it in thirds so like in whiskey you know it, it, we talk about how it changes in the glass or is mm -hmm. it my palate is it the glass so with cigars how does that work um you know with cigars it's it, thirds has just kind of become an easy shorthand there's because flavors have a tendency to change not always but they have a tendency to change as you smoke sure and uh part of the reason is both the length of tobacco that you're drawing the smoke through, mm -hmm. uh, the amount of heat that you've generated on the cigar for uh, mm -hmm. a period of time, but it also has to do with how the cigar was rolled. And there are some cigars where the taste stays pretty consistent throughout. And if it's a taste you love, that's a that's a, a fine thing. But when the tastes change and morph as you go, and the uh, the notes and aromas change and morph, it it provides I think the more interesting so, cigar experience. So I you know? I tend to think of a cigar as four distinct parts, and that's the initial light, because initial light is not always what your cigar is going to taste like. It can be very different. And a lot of times it's very spicy and very full. Plus you we get talk a little about, bit of, yeah. you get a little bit of palate shock. That's your first sip of whiskey of the sure. day. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of that that happens. Um, and then, uh, and then through the next uh, thirds of it, 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 it can tend to develop. Think of it like, uh, like putting ice in a, in a good whiskey, just a chip of ice mm -hmm. because that whiskey tastes one way neat. So that's like your initial light. You put ice in there and then it gets cold flavors mm -hmm. and those, uh, those brighter and fruitier Sometimes flavors the pop fruity out. Things start and then as up. that ice melts and you start getting the water uh, dilution in there, you know, you start getting more and more flavors until it warms completely up again. Mm -hmm. And it's almost a different whiskey. So yeah. it's kind of like that process. Okay. But it happens with most cigars, you know. Oh, yeah, that's that's well. I kind of went with a with an older, uh, you know, sort of favorite or older former favorite, I guess, uh, uh, as well. This week, I smoked the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Robusto. Oh, nice! And this cigar is considered a classic. The Don Carlos has been consistently rated ninety four and above by Cigar Aficionado, and it was their number one cigar of the year for twenty seventeen. And to be honest. It's been about that long since I've smoked one. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, the Don Carlos line has always been kind of high demand. And after it won that Cigar of the Year number one spot, uh, they became even harder to find uh, for a while, as usually is the case mm -hmm. when something uh, tops that list every year. Uh, so I think I wound up turning my attention elsewhere. And only recently in the humidor at Specs Midtown in Houston did I see one and think to myself, it's time. <laughs> it's time for Don Carlos. The Don Carlos is a very nice looking cigar with a medium brown wrapper, some barely visible veins, and the very classy Arturo Fuente. I don't know where Adam's going to put the graphic. Uh, the very classy Arturo Fuente black, gold, and red uh, band. It mm -hmm. They added uh, a color. Back when I smoked these before, 
I think there was only two colors of the band. Now they added a third one. So well, this one, a lot of times on the cellophane, they have yeah, Don yeah. Carlos mm-hmm. written on mm-hmm. the cellophane before you uh, take it off. Fuentes are rolled in the Dominican Republic using a Cameroon wrapper, and the binder and filler tobacco is from the DR. I used a punch, just like you did, on my cigar. and took a few sniffs, picking up a distinct cedar vibe and a little bit of tobacco sweetness on the cold draw. Uh, the cedar was uh, instantly, immediately recognizable once I lit the cigar. I also got a light coffee flavor and a kind of a tanned leather note as I worked through the first third of the cigar. Nuttiness on the retro hail. I'm going to say almonds. Sometimes sometimes I can get like what kind of nuts it, mm-hmm. it seems like. In this case, if I had to, I'd say almonds. Uh, as it smoked, the cedar kind of dropped back and made way for the leather note to be more dominant. Uh, the tobacco sweetness evolved somewhat until it became more like a sweet cocoa. You ever take a cup of hot chocolate and you like dissolve the marshmallows in it? That mm-hmm. sort of sweet uh, cocoa, that's that's what it gave me uh, uh, kind of a reminder of. The final third brought in a dried fruit note. And the cocoa leather and a tiny bit of cedar remained. I also got a little bit of toastiness towards the end of the cigar. The secret to the greatness of the Don Carlos is not that it hits you with dozens of different notes and and flavors. The secret, if you want to call it that, and I guess it is, is that the flavor that it does give you, those flavors complement each other so well. Mm -hmm. They really work well together. Everything in harmony, like a well-written script without a, a wasted line or a word. Uh, kind of like the Scooby-Doo show used to be back before they brought in that damn Scrappy-Doo and absolutely ruined a great show. So, so, but but I digress. So what you're saying is you started this cigar at an abandoned amusement park? Yes, and I would have finished it at that park, too, if it wasn't for those darn kids. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, uh, I've heard people describe... The Don Carlos is mild to medium, and I don't quite agree. It's true that there's no pepper blast uh, at the beginning. And in fact, not really any pepperiness to this cigar at all. But I'd still call it medium-bodied. In fact, this would be a great cigar for somebody who smokes mostly milder cigars, but is looking to maybe step up, try something a little uh, a little more. Just, it won't knock you on your butt, but it's 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 nice and, nice and medium in terms of, of body. Um, it's a perfect way to step up to medium that won't overwhelm you. So I'll also mention the room note on the cigar was absolutely delightful. And that's a word I don't use too often. Delightful. Um, you can put this on the list of cigars that non-smokers will ask you about if you're smoking. What is that? You're what is that? That at? smells really good. Uh, construction, as it almost always will be with a Fuente cigar, uh, was virtually flawless. No burn issues of any kind. As Ian likes to say, uh, great draw, perfect burn. I got that wrong, didn't you? Solid you ash. Say, solid ash, perfect, perfect burn. burn. Yes, that's what Ian likes to say. Uh, the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Robusto is a 10 to $11 cigar, and I guess I'm just going to have to get used to the, that being the normal price for yeah, a Robusto. It's, it's gone you know? up. Uh, but I'm going down kicking and screaming on, on that whole <laughs> pricing thing. Uh, that said, I feel like I got everything I paid for and maybe a little more out of the Don Carlos Robusto. Great flavors, perfect construction, the whole deal. Don't pass this one by just because it's been around for a long time. Uh, There is a reason it's been around for that long. It really is a classic. Recommended. Thumbs up. Price to quality, I'll give it a 5.5. Honestly, this had been 12 bucks. I wouldn't have been too disappointed, you know? Uh, So so I I can live with that. So um, it's a reminder, both the Cigars we talked about today are a reminder not to always get caught up 
in the What's latest the new newest, release, yeah. which I'll tell you about some exciting new releases coming up later in the show. But uh, but it's a reminder not to get too you know worked up about that stuff and forget about some of the classics because yeah, the classics so many, are classic so for a reason. Absolutely. You know, let's talk about uh, price for just a second. Yeah, you know, we started this show. 75 years ago or however long it was um because that's how long podcasts have been around uh so uh we started this show we used to consider six dollars and up was premium right and that's gone to like eight dollars six dollars is almost budget now you know six dollars is now her budget level cigar remember because we used to do we did i think on our first few shows we did like Cigars under five dollars that are right, awesome. right. Good luck with now, that. Now that list is so short unless you find a thing. So I think that I think that we just have to shift our entire scale over. I think I think premium is going to be starting basically seven and a half to eight dollars, and and ultra premium is going to start at like fourteen or hey, thirteen dollars now. You know? Not that I'm old, but when I got my first car and put in the first tank of gas. Gas was 48 cents a gallon, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, and it wasn't like 100 years ago, because I'm not 100 yet. You so know, when I was in high school, we used to drive to the town next to our town, because it was a gas Because they would have cheaper gas? 96 cent gas. Oh, well, let's see. And probably some of those gas stations, <laughs> you could also get a bottle of Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill right. without oh. getting ID'd, right? <laughs> Boone's Farm. <laughs> there, was, there was a couple of those. It won't and be- it was right across <laughs> the street from another gas station, which was the only area, only like gas station in, or anywhere in the any. The only place in the whole area where you could get Shiner Bach at all. Ah, see? Yeah. And you could buy Coors Light anywhere. Of course. I mean, you could be you could be living the high life at any place, any <laughs> gas station. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted Shiner, you had to drive into Dayton, Texas, and right by the railroad tracks, so it was a little gas We did station. the 30 packs of Keystone Light for $10. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Dude, I've bought cans. those. I have bought those. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and do uh, do some sampling of some whiskeys. We also have some uh, beers to try. And, oh, by the way, haven't mentioned drinking news, so when we come back, we'll tell you what our drinking news teaser headline is. Uh, it's Smoking and Toasting, show number 303. And, boy, do we have a show for you today. Stand by. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. It's show number 303. We're getting ready for the Whiskey Social. More on that in just a moment. But first, uh, our our popular segment, Drinking News, which has, despite all conventional wisdom, become the most popular segment on the program, uh, will be coming up, as usual, later in the show. And so we like to give you our Drinking News teaser headline. So that headline will be... Never stand between a man and his McNuggets. Mm. All right, so we have look that we have that to look forward to. Drinking news is a uh, a segment of the show where we bring you a a news story, something that did actually happen out in the world. It's not like from the Onion, uh, but it's uh, something that is occasionally, often maybe even, about drinking. But even when it's not, it's always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. So we wait until a little later in the show when we've had a little something, something, and then we uh, then we move in that direction. So uh, speaking of something, something, Ian has cracked over the Four Sixes Amber Ale. This is grit and glory. I'm sorry, I said Amber Ale. It's an Amber Lager. Uh, and it is from Big Kettle Brewing in Lawrenceville, Georgia. But it is... I, I don't think you're reading that right. What's that? I think you're supposed to read it. Grit and glory. 
the new lager from four six <laughs> that's pretty good authentic craft beer yeah. amber lager full-bodied morrison style amber lager with noble hops uh, th that's pretty good. I don't know if I can do that voice. When I try to do something like that, it always comes out more like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Four sixes, Amber Lugger. <laughs> that's, uh, or that's or, very monster truck of you. <laughs> or at the Four Sixes Ranch, John met a cowgirl named Elisa. Here's their long distance dedication. <laughs> um, no, uh, Four Sixes is a real ranch. It's in Texas. Uh, it's been purchased recently by uh, Tyler Sheridan, who is the creator and showrunner for uh, the uh, the very popular TV show Yellowstone and all of its spinoffs. And there is a Four Sixes spinoff coming that is going to be based at that uh, at that ranch. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening in TV land. Uh, but this is a, it's a legendary ranch already, uh, of its own accord. And Ian, uh, you've done some research here, I believe. What do you think? Um, it's pleasant. <laughs> now that's not a roaring endorsement. <laughs> it's pleasant. So, it's, it's, this is, this is kind of beer flavored beer. If you ask me, Yeah, I don't think it's, it's there's nothing bad about it. Uh, but, but it's not making me wow or anything like mm -hmm. that. So um, I agree. It, it kind of tastes like beer. It's very drinkable. If uh, you know, if you throw a six pack at me, it's going down. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's not a problem. It yeah. says it's a five percent alcohol by volume, full bodied Marzen style amber lager with noble hops, and uh, it doesn't do though like what a Saint Arnold according amber to the would Surgeon do General. To your I should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. That's good of, to know. Yeah, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it has all the normal stuff on the can. Mm -hmm. It's very beer flavored. I, I, I think. If you're going for a legendary beer, you should make it more legendary than this. It's nice. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's uh, it, it's not punching me, but it, but it's uh, it's pleasant. Drink no, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. lager. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, I'm trying to think of a of a good uh, of a good I, parallel. It's a little it's a good more ranch malt. beer. Yeah, it's a beer. little more malt forward than a lot of lagers that you get, but it's a Marzen lager, so you kind mm -hmm. of expect that. Um, it's a pretty color too. Yes, know? yes, it it's is. A... Speaking of speaking of ranch and beverage, can you can anybody clear this up for me? Does ranch water actually mean hard seltzer, or is it just something that's been adopted by everybody? Like Black Friday got adopted as a way to sell mattresses and stuff. Um, I think it's been adopted. Yeah, but there there isn't there isn't like. Going back to before seltzer became a thing, it wasn't called ranch water. You know, right? ranch water, just the term itself makes me think of, you know, a big trough that the horses drink out of. And maybe isn't exactly the most pure water that you could think <laughs> of. Just, Is that what you're getting just, at? Like, yeah. like for the first time I saw that, that's what I think of when I think yeah. of ranch water. Because isn't ranch water the cocktail? Isn't it just Agave. tequila yeah. and tequila. Uh, lime yeah. juice and seltzer? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where they're they, yeah. kind of headed with the comparison. I don't know. I just saw there is a brand of seltzer named ranch right. water. That's the Carbach one, isn't it? Well, no. Carbach has a seltzer named ranch water, but there's a but it's a Carbach ranch water and then there's a brand that that's actually the name of the brand well, it's a good ranch thing water. there's nothing confusing about right that. exactly well, this is why i'm asking because I, 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 I think it's part of the canned cocktails revolution that mm. they're just make you know so anyone can call it ranch water and it's you so know i think ranch water is a style of drink it's, yeah, just, it's a, i think it depends on which cocktail. alcohol base goes into maybe the thing. just as a as a name it just doesn't sound that appetizing to me 
Uh, yeah, so maybe like it's just a catchphrase for whatever you know, <laughs> yeah. seltzer RTD. Then, yeah, right? yeah, probably so. I thought maybe it was a Texas thing too, but I don't know. Uh, I agree with you about this beer. Good, but not outstanding. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And nothing I, wrong with it. And but, I had to tell you, if I walked into a, if I walked into a, a convenience store and they had this next to oh, almost anything by a macro brewery, I'd be much happier with this. Oh, absolutely, but, absolutely. You know, I'll take this over even like a blue moon or 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 something like that. I'm waiting know? for this to like sweep all the awards this year. Now that you said that, yes, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to be able to look at this beer again without hearing your voice reading that label. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the government warning part. Yeah, that's always good. Grit and glory. Oh, that part. That part. Gotcha. All right, well, guys, let's let's move into the whiskey here. Uh, and I, I I noticed that this bottle. You may hold that up for the camera so they can see what we're going to be uh, doing. Like but this whiskey. is a, a a special Four Roses bottle, but it looks. Almost exactly like a Four Roses bottle that is in my bar. Uh, that's the uh, single barrel, right? Yep, this is a single barrel, but it's a single barrel pick. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And so the Four Roses recipe that this one is is an OESV, which talks about the yeast strains and, and the things that they use. Um, and this is one that we made as a pick for the social last year. Oh, okay. So, so- for those of you who aren't familiar with the um, with the Four Roses labeling, they always give you the um, the uh, the blend of of their whiskeys on the back, and that's what the letters are for. They're they're completely transparent yeah. about what T- what's, ten recipes. what's in there. Yeah, so there's ten yeah. Recipes. So they have they have that uh, they have a list of it on the back, and then they mm-hmm. tell you what this bottle is on a different label, mm-hmm. so you can kind of look and see which one it is. It's a really interesting way to do it, and I like I love how kind of transparent and fun that is. So while you guys are pouring, the whiskey social is how many years old this year? Seven. So seventh annual. This will be the seventh annual. It started out as the Houston yeah. Whiskey Social. It's got shortened to Whiskey Social. It just changed that a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Was but it last year or year before? Early on, Ian and I last year we started calling it the Whiskey, the whiskey Social. Social. Yeah. yeah, we still say Houston. Just Ian so and I understand. attended maybe starting with the third or the fourth. I think I think it was the third one. Yeah, yeah. The, and and both came away saying of any spirits event we'd ever been to it was far and away the yeah. best it, it just Appreciate the way that. it was organized the uh the things that you could have an opportunity to sample the so, fact that there was a smoking area for cigars yep. like all of that um uh, it just it just was run better the and, very yeah. first large whiskey event that i ever went to was when we had first started the show we mm-hmm. were i think we were 20 episodes in maybe mm-hmm. and we went and did the whiskeys of the world that was at the which hotel was it downtown i can't remember yeah but uh and that was a big Hilton event america's maybe we were, I don't yeah we yeah. were kind of i was kind of blown away by that how amazing that was and then that that same year right because uh, we, we met chris hart show. at that show right and alan denny too and alan denny yeah. at that show and then that same year we ended up going to the houston whiskey social and we're just like we were blown away. What? Like yeah. how this is how be? you do it. It was so fantastic. Yeah, we do. Well, we go, we go to all the other festivals, and you know, we, what do they do well? What don't they do well? What right. are we, you know, upset about when we're there waiting did in line you, too long? Right. Did you go to that travesty that they did at the uh, <laughs> at the uh, uh, Silver Street Studios a few years back, Mm-mm. where there was like two whiskeys? <laughs> oh, <it was> so <laughs> bad. Oh. It was so bad. It's Uh, funny because I actually went to Whiskeys of the World. uh, It must have been like 2017 or 18. At this point, I knew nothing. I didn't know Chris. And I went to that. I just joined the Houston Bourbon Society and everyone was like, 
you want to go to the Houston Whiskey Social. So then I was like, well, I already paid for this one. And yeah. I ended up going and I felt the same. I thought it was just well put together. And I think every year we've improved. You know, we're, yeah. we're like we're tweaking, we're adding things. Yeah, we try to tweak. It gets it's, better every year. This is just absolutely wonderful. This Four Roses. I just yeah, took like the that? first sip. This just exactly to my particular palate, I think. Four Roses is always a little spicy. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I like it's, it. It's yeah. a little bit. It's got a little bit of attitude to it. A little bit spicy. It's a high rye is... content. So they have the two mash bills, um, and even the lower one has way more rye than than most uh, most bourbon mash bills use. So this is a particular selection that was done for the um, for the social last year. In yep. other words, you guys picked this uh, this particular barrel for for the social. How many different whiskeys will you do that for for a given year is that is that is there only one, one is there... for the social we do one. right okay yeah. so can you give us any clues as to what you picked this year or is that are you allowed to talk about it can we say that? i think so well, we did um we did a I mean, it's only a few days away you can't get that much yeah, it's, well it's not coming in in time and this is this is the problem oh, we have oh, is these things often that. take so many months and we can't predict it and, right uh, right but we did a, an Elijah Craig barrel proof pick this year. Oh, nice! Um, so I did bring an example of that. We can taste later. But okay. um, and and but so yeah. uh, you mentioned that it though may not be here in time for the social. Yeah. So what we do, we, we pick these, and these uh, the special picks end up going to the uh, the the Pappy Ben Winkle and the uh, mm -hmm. BTAC tickets, which are like our ultra premium yeah. VIPs. Right. And so um, actually, it's the Pappy people get them. Yeah, right. just so just the highest level. So what we do is we just tell them we owe you a bottle and this is what it's going to be. So they still come to the event and get yeah. all the other benefits. And then when it comes in, we, we get them the bottles. Now, one of my favorite parts of the, the social and it usually happens like in the you know maybe the last couple hours is when Chris comes out of that little <laughs> VIP room or whatever it is room. he's in mm -hmm. uh, with bottles in his hand <laughs> and just starts finding people in the in the crowd and pouring stuff like he's Santa Claus, yeah, yeah. like he's the Santa Claus of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, but man, he's had you guys have had some great stuff. Where do where do all of these? Obviously, this one you pick with four roses and with Elijah Craig yeah, this year. Yep. Where do some of these special bottles actually come from? Um, well, Dominic did a trip out with a group of people to pick them and they hit several distilleries, right? You did, uh, Heaven Hill and, um, and then Four Roses. So they, they go and anywhere good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Where else? Did, was, oh, and, uh, um, that trip, that we, Bullet? We, we did one quick, but yeah, the, the year before we did, uh, Bullet and then they did Lux Row, which, which oh, does right. Old Ezra mm -hmm. and, uh, Rebel Yell and that kind of stuff. Um, and Yeah. Elijah Craig. And so, so some of it, because we kind of do Houston Bourbon Society and Whiskey Social, they're actually completely separate. People mix them up a lot. Mm -hmm. But HBS is like a non-for-profit, like more right. educational. But uh, but we do picks for them as well. So on that trip, we decided, okay, the Whiskey Social is going to be, you know, last year it was just going to be the Are there any roses. people that are involved in the Whiskey Social that aren't in the HBS? That are not? Yeah. Probably not. But, but, but <laughs> so it, you there, know, there's some, there's well, some cross not, not over it, there, but I get, the I get that crew, not, yeah. I think it, Alan it, Denny got kicked out, though, of HBS, didn't he? <laughs> No, <laughs> maybe at some point we love Alan, um, but at the actual event, it's only, I think, about 20, 25 percent HBS people, which I was yeah. shocked by because the first year I'm like, where is everybody that I know? Um, we, we get a lot of people just, you know, from advertising and, yeah. you know, outside yeah. of the group. And yeah. a strange bit. Uh, there's a gentleman named Doug Carroll who's mm -hmm. always on there and always at the. He's one. He's one of the mods. Right. And HBS um, and a regular. Uh, you know, I've seen him on. I've seen his comments on there a whole bunch. And uh 
And I never actually like face to face met him. Oh, no. I think, although I've seen him there. Just go to Until... Layla sometime. He's always there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's true. He Until is I went to my sister's wedding in Round Rock, mm. and he apparently is married to one of my younger sister's uh, old friends. Well, there you go. And uh, and so I actually had <laughs> had a sit down conversation. It was kind of nice. Fun. Shout out to Doug. Yeah, never know what Very cool. How do people get tickets if they don't have them yet for the uh, whiskey for the whiskey social? www.houstonwhiskeysocial.com. Okay. So it's still Keep Houston it simple. Whiskey yeah. Social, but it's yeah. not. The website yeah. is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, but there's a link there, Eventbrite. You can click on it, buy the tickets. They're still available. It's pretty easy. If you if you type in Whiskey Social, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it'll it'll pop up. Yeah. It'll now, the there are ones. plans to take the Whiskey Social into other cities, mm-hmm. uh, and I won't try to pin you down on when that happens, but we've been saying for the last several years, because we have listeners all over the place, that if, we are worldwide. If you ever want to, yeah, that's right. Uh, if you ever want to uh, plan a trip to Houston, plan it to coincide with this because yeah. it just it is totally totally worth yeah. it. And uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty exciting time to be in Houston right now. I mean, we got mm-hmm. the series, we got uh, the uh, the social, we got so many great, great weather, and it's it's perfect weather. It really is. To smoke a cigar outside, and, it's perfect. And that's why I'm excited because yeah, I already looked so at the nice. weather forcast, and it looks like looks Saturday great. is going to be beautiful uh, for smoke because the smoking area is always set up outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, my sort of flight path to the social is I I, I go and check into him, go in and make. A pass just quick enough yeah. to get a little bit of whiskey, and then I'm out to the uh, cigar area. It's a great area, uh, but it, it is uh, it is uh, so much fun. Um, well, all I, right. I will say one thing: we are excited that this year we're doing some extra events leading up to, and so the weather's going to be great. Right, well, that's right. You right. got a few uh, extra days. Yeah, in yeah. There. you actually started uh, already. You started with last night an event, did you? Not? That's right. Wednesday uh, was the Yellow Rose Distilling Dinner, mm. and then damn, I hate that I missed that. Yeah. yeah, and then the Thursday tomorrow will be, uh, or is that today? Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. Um, there's a happy hour with Sagamore Spirits at Reserve 101 from four to six. Oh, that's close to me. I may go. Um, that's and then and great bar. Let me. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful bar. bar. Yeah. Um, great I was owners, so great excited that they made it back from COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's walking distance from my house, so awesome. it's like. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I work a block away now, so that's my go-to. Yeah, leave that's the office great. And walk over. That's it's great. Fun. I love it. Uh, and what about you have an uh, event on Friday? I'm guessing too. Um, right? Yeah. Thursday, there's a bunch. So then after that, there'll be there's a there's a wine meets whiskey speakeasy at William Price Distilling, um, and then on Friday there's the Ed Belfour signing bottles at Specs for for Belfour Spirits, and then mm-hmm. uh, a bunker bottle tasting and drinks with the owners of William Price, and also our Four Roses tasting. So it's sort of why we're talking about the Four that, Roses and, and the Bourbon Pursuit. Uh, Kenny right. Coleman of Bourbon Pursuit Podcast will be in. Uh, uh, promoting his brand Pursuit Spirits at Specs also That William Price I got I think when I left the Whiskey Social last year I got a bottle of that uh, the William Price Rye mm, and, yeah man that's a nice rye we, we love them um, I love those guys and they do a lot of cool stuff lots of interesting finishes and uh, they just open their doors so one, one of the I think the second event on, on Friday is it mm-hmm. um, they're basically anybody who wants to come they're saying let's go in the back and just start popping casks. Yeah. You know, let's nice. taste stuff right from the cask, which nice. is a great experience That's for anyone. Awesome. Totally, Hang out with totally the owners, nice. do yeah, mm-hmm. do all the things. Uh, are there are you expecting uh to have some uh, a few other spirits and maybe some beer uh, I know you've had always have a little in bit. the past. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm not sure w- which beer vendor um but I know we will have some we always have some rum. A lot of the whiskey <clears throat> producers like like Andalusia, they mm-hmm. they make rums and things like that. Um so, so we always have rums. other spirits, yeah. and maybe a little bit of wine. Okay. You know. Man, this Four Roses 
It's like, so good. <laughs> uh, bubble gum and cinnamon all day long on it. Four Roses is my favorite. It's and a right little snickerdoodle right kind of thing yeah. on the finish. It's really mm -hmm. interesting. So, so look for OESV is this is the recipe. So if you like this, um, it's fairly on profile. Mm -hmm. to, to each of them are you know different. A little bit different, yeah. 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 But, but it's fairly on profile. Yeah. But you'll probably like all four roses. If you like this, they all have yeah. like you know common mm -hmm. elements. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. the, regu the regular single barrel you'll find on the shelf is also this recipe, OESV. Right. So it's OBSV. Yeah, Man, it's the high, it's the even higher. Todd's, Todd's, Todd's the, the <laughs> works for me. Sorry, my bad. All right, we're going to take a break. Oh, we'll please. come back. Uh, we have more whiskeys to taste. We also have a little bit of beer, including the Get Bent Mountain IPA from Parkway Brewing Company. Looking forward to that coming up. It's smoking and toasting. It is smoking and toasting. Man, that Four Roses is good. I can't get over how much I'm liking this. That's pretty darn good. Uh, welcome back. We are uh, the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Dominic Sung and Todd Groob from The Whiskey Social are with us here today. And, uh, wow, <laughs> that was a very excited beer it's, you it's just got poured. Fizz. Yeah, uh, so Ian's pouring the beer while he does that. Let me tell you about some cigars to watch for that will be coming soon to retailers near you. As we move closer to the holiday season, Casada Cigars is celebrating the festive time of the year by bringing back the Casada Holiday Keg, the 2022 edition. Remember, Ian, we split I a keg. I done it. We, we split a keg a few That's years right. back, remember? Uh, it's a miniature barrel of smokes that could uh, reach retailers uh, in about a week. It's a small holiday-themed barrel filled with cigars, and it first appeared in 2015, actually for St. Patrick's Day. The cigars were meant to complement a pint of stout. The next year, they did it again, but also released a similar keg in December uh, for the end-of-year holidays. And another keg came back in 2017, but they haven't released them since. It's been just as long since I've had one of those as it's been since I had one of those... Uh, um, uh, Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos. Oh, the Don Russo. Carlos, yeah. right, right. Uh, anyway, uh, they are uh, very excited to be coming back with the 2022 edition. Same size as the first holiday release with the Toro uh, that measures uh, six inches by 50 ring gauge. I remember the 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 one that we split, Ian, that, that, that was a great cigar. It was fantastic, yeah. I love that. The Quesada Keg ones. Uh, and then their, uh, their um, Oktoberfest, I can't wait. To try this year, yes. so I haven't had it. I haven't, I haven't had it either it. yet, and I'm, I'm I've looking seen the keg, it. but I haven't seen the yeah. uh, October first. All right, yet. we got to go. We got to go looking for that. So, uh, Pete Johnson of Tatuaje Cigars says it took me four years to make these. He's talking about the Tatuaje Havana Six Veracu Blue. It's a two size cigar brand made from an entirely Nicaraguan blend that debuted at the most recent PCA trade show. And those cigars are available at your favorite retailer uh, now. Part of the long process, he says, is working on the blend, especially the wrapper. He said he kept second guessing himself on the guitar, plus, there was never a right time to fit it into regular production. So, after sampling it for a few years with Ecuador Habano Claro, the Corojo 99 shade grown started to become ready for them to use. And that's what they wound up. Uh, going with so uh anyway it's uh it's uh gonna be gonna be something i think i mean i really love tatuaje cigars so uh, pete johnson has I proven don't, to i don't know a, a single tatuaje that yeah. is less than outstanding it, so it's kind of like my father it's like there are no disappointments in <laughs> right, line, right right yeah yeah amazing <laughs> so uh and ian i have found what you can get me for christmas is it a lot of foam and a beer? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a box of cigars. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh it's called Upper Realm from Warped. 
okay. warped, and uh, it'll like be warped. shipping. It'll be shipping to retailers next month. Noted. It, it contains two hundred smokes. Okay. Made Whoa. entirely of Aganorsa leaf Nicaraguan tobacco that the company said is supposed to represent the growing regions uh, across Nicaragua. Uh, the blend is deliberately transitional, clearly showcases each individual reason, uh, region, and it's the first time they say that they're using so much Esteli and Criollo material, and it celebrates the essential raw power of Nicaragua and the Esteli region. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued. Really, yeah. So just, just one box is okay. Yeah. You don't you don't have to go for two. I'll just take one All box. Right. So it's a two, box of two hundred. Two hundred cigars, yeah. Uh <laughs> and they're probably about I don't know, nine, ten dollars a piece. Yeah, they're twelve fifty per cigar. Twelve fifty oh, yeah. per cigar. Yeah. So okay. it's uh so it's twenty five hundred for the box. Budget. Well, I mean, but at the same time it's two hundred cigars. Yeah, right. It's two hundred cigars. So and I'll uh, of course, if you gift me, I'll be happy to share. So <laughs> how long is that gonna take? Just me a couple that. weeks to get yeah. through this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see, what day is today? Uh, so uh yeah, but anyway, that that is that's a real thing though. That box is common. That's a uh, big so box. You really call it a crate, I think. Crate of cigars. That's, yeah, that's uh yeah. for for retailers, that's have gonna you, be a commitment, isn't it? Have you like how you know Rocky Patel does the edge cigars in a big long right. box, but I don't know how many are in there. I, I would have always thought that was more like fifty. I think me and you, well, we had something that we split a couple times that came yeah. in a fifty count box. That's right. I remember that. Was, that. It what was, was a decent it? price. Oh, you if, know what it was? It was the uh um it was the those little Gurkhas. Remember? That Oh, the uh, the uh cellar reserve. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, right. Yeah, which whatever it was, I remember it being a good. It, it, was, it was a good, good and very price, small cigar, except yeah. for it was a lot of them all at once. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, like, so speaking of a lot, there's a lot of foam in this. this, this we've is, been talking this entire time. This is yeah. the Get Bent Mountain. This IPA. is the one. This is the one we need to get Chris when we're like, okay, <laughs> oh. I want you to do this hard pour because <laughs> right, you a, like to right, do. We're so not much. supposed to bring that up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sore point. We're not allowed to talk about it. Really. Very interesting. See, I'm glad you guys are on instead of Chris because he always brings that Montucky cold snack and tries, oh, to, tries to convince terrible, us that it's a decent it's beer. It's such a terrible beer. Why, it's terrible. And, and the crazy thing is he forgets he brought it the last time and we hated it and he brings oh, it again. That's the I one mean, with the really cool looking can, right? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah like a unicorn or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, white unicorn. unicorn. Yeah, That's uh, terrible beer. Yeah, the and cans. he tries to sneak it in and he's like, here, try this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how this is going to go. I. I'm not a huge fan of overly carbonated IPAs. A little carbonation is fine. I'm worried this is going to be well, too much. Well, on the positive side, look at the beautiful lacing it leaves on the cup. It does indeed do that. So See, um, I mean, was, we got this. I'm not getting much on the nose because there's a I layer a, of foam on very, top. Very, <laughs> it's very fruity. Yeah. Well, I like You stick your nose further in there, you'll get some right on the end of your mm -hmm, nose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do that on occasion. So, wow. Okay. Big... I don't think you're going to like this at all. Are you not an IPA Okay, fan? no, wait a second. Hold on. So I'm, I'm kind of the IPA guy. It's not too hot. Ian likes some IPA. Wait a second. How does this have this much foam, and then when I take a sip, it's pretty much flat? WTF. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have it's a lot of actual trick. carbonation on the palate. <laughs> what is going on here? It's like it lost it all when it foamed out, you know? But I mean, this, this tastes like... It tastes very West Coast to me. You know, it big like resiny hop, pine cone. Yeah, big resiny hop. <laughs> uh, it, I kind of dig it, and it's got a little like front end lameness to it that I think is should be addressed. It actually needs. I can't believe I'm saying this after the preamble, but it actually needs more carbonation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why is it foaming up? Like, okay, okay, beer lovers and beer 
nerds out there, why is this foaming up so bad in the can? Maybe they're in the bottle that we can barely pour the thing, and then when you take a sip, it's just flat. Try it from the bottle. I wonder if it makes a difference. Maybe it actually needed the Chris Hart hard pour. Yeah, you try it from the bottle because you'll appreciate it at least. I, I'm not. I'm not really digging this. By one. the way, uh, I just want to show you the, the old man that's kind of bent over with the walking cane. That is the uh, uh, the label for the Get Bent IPA. <laughs> There's almost no carbonation in each sip of that. It says here it's not just a place, it's a state of mind. A delightful bready character balances lots of citrusy hops in this light-bodied West Coast-style IPA. These are so, many words. Well, it is light-bodied. Yeah. Nope, it's just as flat out of the hmm. bottle as it is. Uh, in, mm. And that's totally not what I was expecting because of all that foam. <laughs> you I mean, know, it, it is... wasn't like the first pour. It was all the pours. Yeah. Yeah. Every single pour was like that. And then it's a very, very small bubbles foam. You know, I don't hate but it don't or know. anything, but it's certainly not my favorite IPA that we've had. So, so this is interesting. Very seldom on the show are we disappointed with more than one yeah. beer. A lot of times we like everything and we get flack for that but if we like it we like it we're not well, gonna because we go up. out and buy it we're not gonna right, buy it. this right. looks terrible i'll buy this and so i bought this one or chris in... comes on and brings my montucky cold snack <laughs> yeah right <laughs> tries to convince us this is way no, better is than a montucky cold snack i can tell you that yeah, well, yeah. uh uh no i i picked this up actually when i was in washington dc uh, when i went to see okay, Adam interesting. uh so uh, and it's from uh virginia from parkway brewing company and i I loved the label. I thought, oh, okay, let's try this. Get yeah, bent. the label's cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm not not impressed with that one. Mm -hmm. And that's not even because All I'm right. not the IPA guy. It's 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 unbalanced. It's it's no carb yet over carb. It's <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna stop now because now I'm just like ragging on it. Yeah, no, 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 I don't no. need to do it's that. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right, so we'll take a break and we'll come back. We have much more whiskey to uh, uh, to delve into. What should we do next, gentlemen? Well, you like the Four Roses. I think we should do the other Four the other Roses. One. Okay, this Four Roses is in a box that looks Look like a cigar that. box. Mm. And it has good old uh, Whiskey Pete on there. So uh, he's smoking a cigar. I like it. We'll be right back to try this on Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. This is the program that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled mm, cigars. Love those things. Uh, Ian, uh, the days of fake whiskey could be numbered. Uh, thanks to a team of biomedical engineers from Purdue University and, believe it or not, South Korea. This team, led by Young Kim, Associate Head for Research and Associate Professor in Purdue's Weldon School of Biomedical Engineering, they've developed an edible... QR code that uh, exists on an edible silk tag that manufacturers and distillers can place in bottles of whiskey. Yeah. Consumers can use an app on their smartphone to confirm that the whiskey is authentic, and then it you know it, it's edible, so you can you can drink the QR code in in yeah it'll be in the bottle of whiskey. So soon there'll be a QR How code do you floating scan in your whiskey. Oh, I guess they put it against the inner part of yeah, the... Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Probably put well, it someplace. Where, but but it's edible, so you'll be able to, you know, just drink it on down. Drink the QR code. Yeah. <laughs> edible silk. 
Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to unpack in this. Yes, whole thing. it really is. But but it's a very serious thing though because there's yeah. been a lot of concerns about, you know, uh, fake whiskey and and all of that. And you know, I haven't had one in a long time. But I've had some counterfeit cigars before yeah. where you're really excited, "Oh man, I got a Cuban yeah. Cohiba." And then you smoke it, you're like, "That's not a Cuban <laughs> Cohiba." <laughs> so, my brother-in-law bought and uh and brought back a three-pack of the Punch number 46. Ooh. Or the H. Upman 46, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, not fake. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had one the other night. Love and I was that. like, oh. Love that. That's so good. That's so good. All right. So we got guests on uh, from the Whiskey Social, and we are excited about the Whiskey Social. And I feel like we're almost kind of like at the Whiskey Social since yeah. we're doing so much sampling here. Uh, we did Four Roses <laughs> earlier, and it was great. This was your, uh, your uh, barrel pick. And now there's a, a whole other box. You can see... Um, our good friend Whiskey Pete on the front there with his cigar. And this obviously so was this one that you guys released for sale? Were these were these out in the marketplace? Very limited. So Very, this, this I, I this can was imagine. A, yeah. This was a whiskey social pick um that went to the people with Pappy tickets that year. And mm. uh we did have Did they get I, the box too? They did, yeah. Oh, we we did boxes so for cool. them. And then I think we may might have had fifty bottles left over that went to retail. So there were it was it was a hot ticket item. That's great. That's and absolutely we, great. We did it because of the tasting notes. Uh, there's a um, almost like a cigar box tobacco note on this. Oh, so I, I noticed this that. one is an OESQ instead of the OESV. Mm -hmm. So a slightly different one. Look at that. We, you know, we <laughs> that looks uh, great in there. Ian and I are both fans of the cigar malt from. Uh, oh yeah, that's from beautiful. Dalmore. Oh my uh, gosh. From Dalmore. Yeah. In fact, yeah, we good. we split a bottle of that uh, a while back, and yeah. it's uh, it's just a wonderful wonderful pairing with cigars uh, but you do get a little of that tobacco-y um, uh, vibe uh, from it when you're, when yeah, you're drinking that, it. So. That's, and you know that's the second iteration of their cigar malt too because the yes, first one. The first one was different. Yes, I agree. Was different. I used to buy that years ago and was like 60 bucks a bottle. Now it's 160 bucks a bottle. Yeah. Guys. It's hard to find now. I just, yeah. I just like did a little advanced research. This is outstanding. <laughs> oh my God, that's good. Did you, wow. Are you sciencing it in your mouth I right am, now? I am. Yeah, there's so much science going on. Science. So this uh, is, this was a very divisive pick. I loved it. Really? When what? we picked it, I loved it because that that tobacco note is strong, very strong, and it's uh, yeah. it's something you see in this OASQ recipe sometimes. I almost call it floral in a way. Um, and uh, there were people who don't like it. But the Out people who, liked it who are loved the, it. who are those losers? Yeah, I won't name names. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. This that, is you know, wonderful. Yeah. This is one of the this is one of my favorite whiskeys I've had in a very long time. This this well, thank goes you for with, that validation. This goes with a leather bound book. Mm. Like this is because there's leather in yeah. here a lot uh -huh. too. In, this is in my library. I like this better than the other one even. Yeah, and I like many, bubble gum and cinnamon. There are many leather bound this? books. I think when we picked these that. You tried to go for different things. So so the first one you tried was one where you're trying to just hit right down right. the fairway of mm -hmm. yeah, everything. And, and, and this one really popular good. recipe. Yeah. And the other one, I think y'all were trying to go for something a little more we, we off went profile. We for outlier right? for sure. Yeah. You know. Amazing. This is just I love the tobacco notes. Yeah. I really mm -hmm. do. This is just this is this is begging to be paired with there's a, a nice uh, there's a body creamy cigar. vanilla under underlying this whole thing too. And you know like that's it really, is creamy. It's, mm -hmm. it's very thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a that creamy vanilla is so nice. And then there's that spice, which is almost um, peppery is not the right word. It's a 
it's not quite chicory. It's kind of a it's it's spicy and it sits on right, the tongue yeah. and leaves a right. spicy it's flavor. Got a, it's got a you know like how cinnamon powder, does. You know how mm-hmm. chili powder. It's not chili powder, but you know how chili powder isn't exactly pepper, but it does have a, a zest, a peppery mm-hmm. zest to it. Uh, in the same way, this isn't exactly pepper. It's not chili powder either, but is it's that, there's a zestiness to it. What are the tasting notes on that one? The mineral water on the finish of this is pretty. Pretty exquisite as well. What are the listed tasting notes? Yeah, it's, I'm th- curious. Th- I feel like this is an outlier yeah. on this recipe. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I think we'll often say that some of the spicier things are like maybe baking spices or things like that, mm-hmm. right? But Right. Um, so, so let me get so this So this straight. is the OESQ. It says floral, rose petal, and acacia. Uh, banana. I get maybe a little banana. Refreshing, medium body. I So refreshing, maybe that's the mineral water. I don't know what they're, maybe that's their term for it. <laughs> That's weird. Floral. I don't get rose petal at all. I get I get that kind of a darker vegetal mm-hmm. like tobacco. But, but again, like you said, I, I like think those. Yeah. I think like you were saying. I think this is an outlier. This is just one that mm-hmm. went a little bit different direction. Now let me ask you this question: Are you telling me that if I had bought the right ticket last year, this this one was two thousand nineteen? Uh, I think okay. it was nineteen. So yeah. if I'd bought the right ticket in two thousand nineteen. I'd have gone home with one of these. That's right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that because obviously, you've got some good surprises in store for uh, the people who buy that uh, that ultra ticket. Are there still any of those available? Is that is that something people no? Still so get? the Pappy and the BTAC tickets, uh, I think it's what is it seventy in each or fifty to seventy? Yeah. So they sell out pretty, pretty quick. Immediately, it's yeah. it's people are waiting to buy those. So for future reference, if I wanted to be included in that group that has a shot at those yeah. what do i do follow us on uh, instagram and facebook it's the, so it's the whiskey social on facebook and instagram i think it's houston whiskey i need, need to double check that um we make an announcement we give everyone a heads up that hey tickets are going on sale at you know 12 a.m on this friday and we, uh they it's generally in may yeah i got i got that email yeah yeah, yeah. so if you're if you're you know in there quickly enough mm-hmm. you can secure those tickets and go home with whatever the special pick That's is right for right. that particular And you get year. to drink the entire Pappy Van Winkle line. The so entire the, the, line? The value of these tickets yeah. is, is great. It's um, astronomical. What is the price of that ticket when it comes I, up? I think it's around 330 Yeah, so. and getting that's, the taste. That's amazingly Everything affordable in for, the line. for what you get. Yes. You drink What's all the yeah. Pappy, you get in early. You know, What's you the get standard ticket price for non-VIP, just your standard general admission price right now? What's the GA, like okay. 90 mm. It's crazy, because I think it's under yeah, 100 it's right? So for under $100. Yep. You're walking into a place. I want you to imagine for just a moment that you walk in. If you've never been to Reserve 101, right. they have a wall of whiskey that right. is hundreds of bottles deep. Wonderful. Right? Yes. Yeah. I want you to imagine you walk in there and you get a sip from every one of those bottles. How much do you think that would cost you? At a bar? <laughs> yeah. Like, for, it would be happy. It's it's on yeah. no, no, not even happy. I'm just talking about your standard uh, line stuff. Right. Standard whiskey. Right. You walk into reserve like, you walk 101. Into reserve 101 yeah. and you, just you point and be like, I want that, I want that. You do this like 20 times, right? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, what's your tab? And, 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 and even if he's doing half pours, like small pours, like you know, yeah, yeah. or half ounce pours or whatever. Imagine what your tab would be. A grand at least. Oh, it's it's damn sure yeah. not ninety dollars. Right, you're yeah. more than and, your and you get to walk into the whiskey social and you get to do that. And not only do you get to do that, but you get to talk to in most cases the people who are mm-hmm. making and or next to the people who are making it. That's right, and, and that it's is also phenomenal. And that, that's, that's a lot of fun doing that. And there's right. also food, and there's uh, other things yep. that uh, that you can. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing that Trenton and Oliva will be there again in the uh, 
in the cigar Love tent. That guy. I don't know if they are, but uh, the past couple of years. Now, Trenton, Trenton had a surgery recently, so oh, okay. uh, uh, I, I'm not sure if he's going to be back up and running already, but uh, I hope he is. Well, the past couple of years, they've had great deals in the cigar tent that if you go and yeah. it's almost almost like going to a cigar like uh, oh, they had a, that, event. They had that Oliva sample pack for like $45 yeah. or some yeah, ridiculous amount. Yeah, I was easily like easily 100 bucks worth of cigars oh, for yeah. $45. Yeah, it's you like know? eight cigars for f- eight Olivas. For and yeah. if you go there with somebody who buys one of those, they almost have to offer you one to smoke while yeah, you're at, while you're at the event. Right? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it works out really well. Yeah. So, G- general I, admission is $75. Okay. $75. Oh, it's even less. Oh, my God. VIP, I know it's under 100 Under 100 yeah. is just ridiculous for that. Uh, VIP so. admission to get in an hour earlier is 135 yeah. So Wow. But you also good. get some different tasters on that, too, yes. right? Mm-hmm. There's some things that are available in that earlier hour That's that right. you get. The yeah. vendors will usually have some things that are... They're going to promote a little bit harder in that first yeah, hour, and, and that might not be. Also, I mean, they'll probably be gone by the time. If I'm, yeah. if I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but with the VIP, you do get a door prize on the way out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we we can announce that, in advance, but that it, it's is, happened every year. Yeah. That oh, is that's that's good to know. That is definitely worth whatever the extra price yeah, is yeah. there. It, yes. it, yeah. And what he said, let me just want to repeat this. They can't announce that that's going to happen. Yeah, it may it may not happen, but, but it, it has happened, happened every happened year, consistently yeah. every yeah. time yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And Whiskey I do happens. I do recommend GA is is a great ticket, as you said. It's an amazing value. VIP that extra hour. That extra hour is if, worth if it. If you have something on our whiskey list, which you can look up on HoustonWhiskeySocial.com, we list all the spirits that we're bringing. Make sure you have time because it's a long list. It is a long list. Yeah. It's, I think three hundred fifty, four hundred, something like that. Um, yeah. there's always stuff on there though. People look at that and they come and they're like, where, where do I find this bottle? So getting in that hour early is huge yeah. because, because it's not so you crowded. Can, you, you can, can be, find it. You yeah. can right. beeline right to it before, before the bottle's gone. Listen, Absolutely. I've gone to this thing enough times to where I now have a method, right? Mm-hmm. Like I walk in and the first thing I have to do is I have to wander around and say hi to everybody I know there. Like, sure. like it's working there. Right. Yeah. So that's my first swing around and I'll usually grab a something from one of them. And and sip on it as I'm walking around, and then once I make that full round, then I've got then I've got also my mental inventory of okay, what's here that I haven't tried yet? Yeah, and that's when I start working on that list because as much as it's fun to go try the things that you know and love, that you know you love, you yeah. already have tried them. I want right, to try right. the new, yeah, yeah sure, the special the you know new well, additions you know come out every year for some of these, and products. you always have to have to make it over to the uh, to the beer booth because they always have a bourbon crazy stuff. It's always interesting. Barrel yeah. aged, ridiculous, like they had last year was so it was ingenious, right? Yeah. Because, oh my gosh, that. Well, barrel aged. Uh, didn't we release what? our maple at that? Point? Yeah, because yes. yes. oh, yes. we have so this good. like this. Joke I, I wanted side to put group. that stuff on my nipples, and they're not even <laughs> sensitive, man. Yeah. Like that stuff was crazy. Well, I, that was I, the Glaze Boy Reserve. Yeah. I, That's what it was I feel called. like so, when yeah. I walk in, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like when that. you're a kid at Christmas and you come out on Christmas morning, and the the tree is surrounded by presents, <laughs> and you're look at looking at them going. Where do I start? Where do I start? It's kind of it's kind of that <laughs> little that, analysis that paralysis. Kind of vibe. Yeah, that kind of vibe. But eventually, something gets in your hand and you're sipping it, and life is good and wonderful. And I absolutely love this uh, Four Roses so good. Robusto. I'm so happy you do. It's one of my favorites. But like I said, it's not for some it's reason. Not, it's not for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, you know. But if you, if you want to, if you want to try, and this shows the difference between different recipes of Four Roses. If you want to try all ten recipes, we have an event, and like we said before, the Friday night. 
before that you can buy a ticket for. It's a separate ticket. And we still have you a can, few tickets all left. Ten we have all ten different recipes. You can you can fun. marvel at the difference between them all. It's pretty cool. That's pretty wild. How fun. And we're going to have sure some surprises that one there as well. well enough. Can, I, uh, can I bother you like... for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, while we do that, we will take a break. We'll come back. We've got more to taste. And up in the next segment, guess what? It's time for Drinking News. This is Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back into Smoking and Toasting, and we are the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are having a uh, a really good time today tasting some amazing whiskeys, and thanks to uh, Dominic and Todd from the uh, Whiskey Social for joining us, bringing in amazing whiskeys. And Ian, you may want to hold off on pouring that because I think you have to pick up a uh, musical instrument here, my friend. Let me mm -hmm. pour this before we do that. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you do that? And guys, I haven't asked you this, so uh, I think um, I think what I'd like to do is ask Dominic if yes, you sir. would mind. Would mm -hmm. you pour yourself some uh, uh, something whiskey, just some something. whiskey that you like? Doesn't matter which one. Give All me right. one we've already had. Just pour yourself just a little bit of it. Because what I'm going to ask you to do is on our intro to drinking news, when I point to you, I would like you to take a sip of whatever oh, it is that you're doing and then very thoughtfully look into the camera and say, I had to take my gator to the vet. All right. Can you do that? The more sure. pontificus you look, right, the right. better. The more seriously. I may have invented that word. Yeah. <laughs> pontificus? <laughs> I think that was an emperor back in Rome, <laughs> pontificus. Uh, and he he loved, talked to himself a lot. He loved to talk. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, okay, so so when the time comes, it's in the intro to drink right. the news. I will point to you, and that is when you take a sip. I want you to look very thoughtful and reflective, and then say, I had, I had to, to take, take my, my gator. gator to the vet. All right, perfect. We got right. it. Ian, are you ready? I'm down like four flat tires. It's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Very nice. It's a participatory thing, see? And we, we appreciate, we appreciate, appreciate you it. participating. One of us. Uh, one of us. <laughs> well, here at Drinking News, I'm sure that it is obvious to anyone who's ever watched a video of the show that I am most likely not a vegan. And it's true. Although I did go through a period of my life where I ate mostly vegetarian. Uh, it didn't last longer than a year because, well, I mean, cows are vegetarians, and I've eaten a lot of those. Yeah, yeah it, well, my experience as a vegetarian didn't even last a full year, and it's because I really enjoy eating meat. I just do. It, it is what it is. So that said, though, I do have a huge respect for vegetarians and for vegans. And while I'm not fond of anything, whether it's religion or diets or whatever, that try to take a person's personal choice away from them in favor of a strict list of moral do's and don'ts, I still have to give props to those who choose I to eat a certain way. I feel like the universe has a special bad place for the person who invented 
vegetarian sausage. <laughs> oh, yeah. that that actually is true. I mean, come on, that actually is true. <laughs> now, I mean, I'll give props to those who choose to eat a certain way, whether it's for health reasons or animal rights reasons, or because Zeus, the god of the sky, appeared to him in a dream with the suggestion of eating nothing but sea urchin and asparagus for the rest of their days. Whatever it is that happened for you, um, I, I'm I'm cool with it. That, that that's all good. But as a carnivore, and you other meat eaters out there will know what I'm talking about. I do always kind of seem to assume that it's very likely that most vegans are just dying for a good steak <laughs> or some bacon. You know, I, it, that's just that's just what I would get. And I, and I know that may not be true, but it was for me when I was eating vegetarian. So it's easy for me to kind of project that onto other that uh, you, you can see how I might think so. So that's why I kind of sort of identify with the man in today's drinking news story. And maybe you will, too. Kind of, sort of. You see, at the end of last year, a vegan Australian man pled guilty in court to causing a commotion at the drive-thru of a McDonald's in Sydney. Now, it's not what you're thinking. 30-year-old Cole Olson didn't pull up to the drive-thru to start lecturing Ronald McDonald about the morality of eating meat. He didn't hang meat is murder banners across the Golden Arches. He didn't even show up in the parking lot playing the Meet His Murder album by the Smiths really loud on his car stereo. And by the way, sidebar, that's a reference to a very influential 80s alternative rock album by a band called the Smiths for all you millennials who are listening. Fronted by none other than Morrissey yeah. if you're into cutting yourself. Yeah, uh, it's on Spotify. Check it out. Uh, anyway, Australian vegan Cole Olson caused a commotion of a very different kind. He first pulled up to the drive-thru after a night of serious drinking and gave in to the non-vegan devil on his shoulder when he demanded that McDonald's serve him 200 chicken McNuggets. That's as many nuggets as are in this cigar crate that's coming out. Yeah, that'd be like one nugget per cigar. cigar. Yeah. Now, in fairness to all vegans, I've had chicken McNuggets before. Uh, and I, I'm not entirely sure that there is even a bit of meat in there. Uh, I don't think that these are plant-based, but you'd have a hard time convincing me that it's actual chicken. Uh, and that said, if you dunk them in the mustard sauce, they're still delicious. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, anyway, back to Australia. The staff at the McDonald's had to explain to the very hungry, meat-craving drunkard in their drive-thru that they could not fill his order because they didn't actually have 200 chicken McNuggets at that time. And again, I'm going to identify a bit with Mr. Olson here because we all know what it's like to have your taster like totally set for a particular menu item only to find out when you order it that, you know, the restaurant's out of that item and you have to pick something else. I mean, when you've got your mind on a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity from the International House of Pancakes. Yeah, there's like there's that there's that moment when they say that and you're like, "What? Are you serious?" Yeah. However, I do want to point out that by my house is one of those combo restaurants. It's a it's a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken slash and a Taco, Taco Bell, Bell yeah. right? <laughs> yep, yep. And I remember pulling up, and uh, my wife doesn't eat beef. Um, uh, and so she ordered something from Taco Bell with chicken. Mm -hmm. And the lady said, <clears throat> we're out of chicken. Oh, I said, you are a chicken restaurant. <laughs> yeah, your buddy's next door. How do are you out of chicken? <laughs> are you serious with this? Uh, that's and she bad. goes... We can't use that chicken. I was like, 
So you have chicken. You're not out of chicken, but you can't use the chicken that you have for the food right, that we're right, trying right, to right, Yeah, it's it's that's the colonel's chicken. You can't screw with it. <laughs> I guess not. But I just, well, look, how does a chicken restaurant run out of chicken? Listen, just, if you're at the International House of Pancakes, you really got your mindset on a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity, and the waitress tells you that they're out of Rudy, a regular, a regular plate of tootie. flapjacks, it just doesn't seem the same. It's quite boring and and disappointed, uh, disappointing instead. So. Mr. Olson at the McDonald's in Australia did what any of us would do when facing a Chicken McNuggets disappointment. He did four laps around the drive-thru, honking his horn and shouting the entire time, I want my effing McNuggets, <laughs> which I would have paid money to see, by the way. Um, and then the fourth time, he decided his approach wasn't exactly successful. This is, this is not working. So he changed tactics. <laughs> and instead he ordered 200 hash browns. <laughs> Miraculously, the McDonald's staff had 200 hash browns. So after a small wait, because only so many of those babies can fit into the deep fryer at one time, uh, they were able to fill Mr. Olson's order. And they were just in the process of charging him 230 Australian dollars, or about 148 bucks in U.S. currency, for his carb-heavy breakfast when the police showed up. Olson pled guilty to being drunk and disorderly and was released after paying a small fine. Coincidentally, released just in time for McDonald's seasonal return of the McRib. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons uh, learned from this episode of Drunken <laughs> News. Number one, <clears throat> never order 200 McNuggets. The McNugget making machine can't make them that fast. Uh, and the fury of, uh, in, in the fury of well, trying to. You know. But 200 nuggets isn't that many. I mean, hold on a second, right? Yes, 10 or it's, 20. Uh, yeah, there's 20 hey, orders here. Ten, ten I mean, raise raise your hand machine. at this table if you never ordered 20 nuggets. Come on. 20. We've all been that guy. But right? have you ever yeah. ordered 200? But that's well, only 10 people ordering a 20 piece. Yeah. Right. So you And they're small. They're not that big. Listen. Like, they're small. But they had 200. There are limitations. Hash browns. I mean, I their hash nugget browns are machine. like this big, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Just saying. That somebody doesn't know how to order there. Well, the McNugget making machine is a much more complicated piece of machinery. I mean, I get the drunk the and disorderly, but man, they should have had 200 yeah. nuggets. But yeah. why 200? He's not ordering 200 orders of nuggets. He's ordering 200 right. of them. That's all like I you know. you said 10 orders of 20. It's just not that big a deal, right? They should have that. All I know Again, is if, with you, the math, though. if you order two, yes, if you order two hundred McNuggets, <laughs> in the fury of trying to make that many, they might accidentally put some chicken in there. Just saying. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. no, don't don't, uh, get, don't go get crazy with it. Number two, if you're a vegan and you're trying to eat totally plant based, hash browns may be from from potatoes. But I'm betting that grease they're fried in is not exactly made from soybeans and almond milk. Uh, I'm not saying that it's from frying up endangered baby seal steaks. Uh, I'm just saying I don't I don't think it's plant-based. So you draw your own conclusions. And finally, number three, Olson's final mistake, or his first mistake, actually, uh, was that he was totally in the wrong place. Not only were they not able to fill his order for 200 chicken McNuggets, but he should have just actually kept going, kept driving, and gone a couple of blocks further once he saw the Golden Arches, because we all know that if it's late at night and you've been indulging in your favorite adult beverages since early evening, whether you're a tried-and-true carnivore or a vegan who's craving a taboo snack, you know you should be in the drive through line at Taco Bell, right? You know that's... I'm seriously...
reporting live from the Taco Bell drive-thru, uh, where I just had three delicious Doritos Locos tacos. <laughs> man, and I'm like, pretty those sure are the best like yeah taco mm -hmm. shells in the world. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I didn't. They're terrible, but they're amazing. And I'm pretty sure I didn't eat any meat yet. <laughs> uh, my name is Cruz, and that is your drinking news. Drinking news. <laughs> That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> uh, all right. So they had to go all the way to Australia for that one. So, uh, all right. You have opened a beer, and I think you've already, have you already consumed yours? Man, I am killing mine. All right. So, what we're dealing with here is from 11 Below Brewing, right here in our hometown of Houston, Texas. And uh, these guys will get some really good beers, I have to say. 11 Below? Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Like, all right, yes, I love them a lot. They have, uh, so they have a standard, uh, like a core line beer called Oso Bueno, which is amazing. It really is good, yes. Uh, their Oktoberfest is, I, I hate to say it, San Arnold, but it's as good. Like, it's wow, that's a, that's a, that's a big statement. It's San as Arnold Oktoberfest, that's that's state of the art right there. <laughs> Where are they located? Good. Uh, they're just uh, Cypress, they're just north <laughs> of uh, like, like in the corner of. 249 and Beltway 8. Okay. Guys. Right up there, right by the uh, right by the right behind the mall kind of area. This is delicious. Mm -hmm. So this is their negative space, which I'm very familiar with. Right. Uh and their negative this is space Java is their space. Imperial stout Imperial Stout. And this is called Java Space. So they've added. So a little, it's Imperial uh, Coffee Milk Stout. Java Space introduces coffee to the negative space or Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout uh, that's aged on cacao nibs, cinnamon, and chilies. Uh, you, uh, using locally roasted coffee from uh, Java Pura Coffee Roasters, we marry a variety of flavors to fill the coffee beer that avoid uh, that you knew that you never knew you had. So, um, I don't get a lot of the chilies in here. Well, I was I just about to say, I, like, I didn't pick that up at all. I, I don't like so I don't like though. that kind of spice in a yes, beer. Very I'm picking much. up a tiny, tiny bit of it, which is perfect because it gives it just a little zing without it. Without it feeling like you've got but a jalapeno I mean, in your beer. This is so good. The coffee and chocolate in here is so good. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's missing is a couple, like, errant coffee grounds on the bottom of the cup. <laughs> that would be just well, freaking perfect. I, I really like this. I agree it with you. It also looks exactly like mm -hmm. the coffee that it tastes, makes. It just tastes like Super delicious coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really mm. good. There's a little mm. bit of that chilling on the back of your palate. Yeah, like, just, just at the barely. Very, very like when, just it, enough that you kind of notice it's there. Right, but, but if they'd done any more, it would have... We'll to me, impaired with how much you can enjoy Agreed. the beer. People uh, drink these for the coffee, not for the, the you want a little chili punch, but right, not overpowering. Right. Yeah, the coffee, the coffee is so good in here. And I get it. Like now that I now that we've talked about that chili, I can kind of see it. But it's not that much. It's not it's not enough. It's just it's a level of interest. I'm gonna tell you about it. I feel like this beer is good enough that it kind of redeems our first two selections. I think so. It's that good. It's really good. Wow, and this is just uh, now. I don't. I and don't this think one it's coming a, in at what? What did I say? Nine uh, percent on this. Nine point zero. Yes. To me. Yeah. yeah. It's not even boozy. Yeah. It's, no. It's it, coffee it and chocolate. Coffee yeah. and it's chocolate. It's got a and great, deliciousness. It's got a great bitter snap on the mm -hmm. tail end of it. That's mm -hmm. that's uh yeah, that dark, leaves you kind of wanting more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is not that boozy. Usually, when you get around nine ten percent. You're like it's pretty hard to not be boozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're getting the booziness, but that is good. So speaking of boozy, uh, where are we headed next in the uh, <laughs> exploration of great whiskeys, uh, guys? Pick. Elijah Craig. You guys or are invited to my house anytime. Uh, by the way. <laughs> let's go with the Elijah Craig since we've been kind of in the uh, the more uh, bourbonish uh, space so far, uh, and then we'll go the the last one though is a uh, 
is a scotch. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. A 15 year Glenlivet uh, single barrel. Oh, that will never do. Sherry finish. <laughs> so, right. all right, cool. So, this is Elijah Craig single barrel. Is that right? Yep, an Elijah Craig uh, single barrel private pick, nine years old, 124.9 proof. So, nine years old. Pretty awesome. spicy. So yeah, all right, good. I'm excited. You know, about so this. I'm an Elijah, Elijah Craig, Craig fan. Elijah yeah. Craig shares Elijah a little bit with, uh, with the uh, Four Roses, and that a lot of times on the nose, you can kind of get that little bit of spice that's in there. Mm hmm. Right off the bat, and I smell cinnamon right off the bat, right off the top of the. You know, uh, one of the things I, I love cinnamon is like their hallmark. They're, yeah, yeah, it's their Seven it's very cinnamony. Yeah. Like you buy, you know, I was asked the other day too. Uh, we we're hanging out at a friend's house, and he's like, "Okay, what's your like, what's what's your absolute go tos?" And I'm like, "Well, Weller," and he's like, "It's hard to find." I was like, "No, it's not hard to find in the combat bottle, mm-hmm. and it's fine as long as it's mm-hmm. the right price." I said Elijah Craig, and he's like, "Which one?" I was like. Any of them. Yeah, They're you, great. I, I was know? about to say one of the things I love so much about Elijah Craig is just their base, least expensive mm-hmm. bottle. It's thirty. Is fantastic. Three dollars or something. And, and the ninety-four proof. Yeah, like right, thirty-five. And, and it's great, so yeah. good. Like it is not. You don't drink that and go. Well, this is all right, but no. I, I want to taste some of their fantastic. better stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And if like, you can find the barrel proof, or if you mm-hmm. can find any of those, man, then it only gets better. And, and that's it's, what it's this one of the more right? easier to find. Hard to find bottles, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, right, it, right. it tends to show up on shelves here and there. And when they did the 94 proof single barrels, they were always pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And the, I think this, these are the first batch that they went to the barrel proof yeah. picks. This it's is a pretty like, recent thing. This is just like, what bourbon's supposed to taste like to you me. You know, your right. cinnamon toothpicks, yes. this is right, like right. putting 40 of them in your mouth. And it's so different from the Four Roses, right? The, the Four oh, yes. Roses has a completely different character. Right. And both of them are excellent. But yeah. uh, but Very the character different. of it is completely different. This is just a cinnamon bomb. Yeah. Caramel cinnamon. You know, mm-hmm. you get caramel, that oak. Nice caramel oak. Nice back, oak. Yeah. Good balance. Sweet. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, that's sort of what we want to do at the Whiskey Social, right? Is like, look, you go into a liquor store and you're not quite sure. You haven't tried different things. 30, 50 bucks a bottle to try something right. kind of yeah. gets yeah. a little weird, right? right? Like, what if you like, make a like, bad oh, man, choice? What if I don't yeah. like it? Yeah. 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 So, so come to the Whiskey Social, buy a ticket for 75 bucks. And you're going to get, get every bit of that money. Well, and, and, and I'm glad bottles. you brought that up because uh, we actually partner with Village Liquor. So, uh, And we have table tents. They're so nice. So when you're yeah. there, if you're at a table, you, you, can, like it. you can remember it and you can scan and you can, you can order you can right there. Order, or you walk over to their booth and you can order. So then you can you can't pick it up at the event, but you know later no, on. No, but you they'll get box it, it up. And yeah. you just go. You just pick go it up, pick right? it up at Village Liquor. Yeah, and you have already put your order in for the thing that you tasted. Like in whoever case came you up can't with quite that was incredibly clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Alan Denny. Do you still feel that way? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I like love that. love you, Alan. He's one of our faves. Uh, he really is. Um, this is just a truly exceptional. Uh, you know, you always expect, like I said, when it's Elijah Craig, you always expect it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But this is just really a, no, a notch above what my expectation. I'm uh, I'm noticing uh, a little bit of a theme through all these, though. There's you like a lot of the spicy, like big upfront mm-hmm. whiskeys mm-hmm. uh, going on here, and uh, almost every one of these is very cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, forward. That first one was so much bubblegum, too. I actually really love that flavor. I know people get weird out there like bubblegum. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 OESV, it tends sure. to be like that's cherry bubblegum yeah. sometimes. Yeah. 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 But uh, so good. So good. Digging it. All right. We got one more whiskey, I yep. think, to try. And this one, I'm believing, is going to take us in a 
really different, oh, yeah. direction. different direction. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you all like sherry finished scotch, but that's what this is aged oh, in. Oh, no, like, uh, I couldn't possibly. In a sherry butt. And Boy, the sherry is, is all over it. It's Are you familiar with the uh, La Santa from Glenmore and G? I haven't had that one. It is on my shelf at all times, 100%. I used to pay $65 a bottle for it. And now it came down to, it's like under 50 for a bottle. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. This yeah, that's is, the Lasanta from Glenmore and G. So. Yeah, th- this one is, um, I would say, and it's the sherry is there, but it's an off profile. So I bought a couple of these. This was released at Specs recently. They may still be floating around a couple of them. Um, so this was a Specs pick. A 15-year-old Glenlivet from 2006 matured in a sherry butt. 577 bottles. Oh, it's got a little I fun. love this one. It's got a little funkiness to it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah funkiness sure and fruity. And it's it different. sure does. It's, it's definitely, like, I think when we talked about it first, right, my first reaction was, mm, Glenn Levitt's not always my favorite. And I tried this, and I was like, that does not taste like it's different. the other things. Yeah. This is what I like in a single barrel. You know, it's one thing to like this, the standard profile, but I like the weird stuff. You know, something that doesn't, Right, you right. Know, something that isn't something it's still. It still has that real apple forward kind of thing that Glenn Levitt always I'm, has. And it's not a bad thing by any means, but I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's like a green apple uh-huh. kind of thing that like every time I like their 12 is like mm-hmm. a green apple bomb, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting in, in the best way. Apple and and a, a minerality on the nose. And you don't always get minerality on the nose. You usually get it like on the finish, right? I'm yeah, it is. Like it a, is a, there is a lot of mineral there. Mm hmm. Mm. There's something in there that's such a dark, like uh, mocha kind of. You oh, you're right. It's kind of in the middle, and it's, then on the finish, really maybe rich on the finish. Wow. It's almost like uh, what is the flavor of a Tootsie Roll? Like what is that? <laughs> like, yeah, like there's a commercial. About it's a that chocolatey, like light milk chocolate. Three. Oh, it's wait, a that's chocolatey, a creamy, that's a weird commercial. kind of its own thing, mm-hmm. and this has a little bit of that kind of vibe. It doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a Tootsie Roll, but it has yeah. that uh. kind of vibe going on. Like, there's that chocolatey. I apologize for that, folks. And, man, does that chocolate linger, too. Yeah, it's, uh, long finish. So this is about, uh, let's see, 62.4%. Nice. Yeah. Uh, guys, so this, is, this is just really wonderful, and it is um, – it, it's so different from everything else yeah. we tried. Like mm-hmm. a complete 180. A total difference. Right? Yeah. But I love it. And that's what, if I could sum up the Whiskey Social as an experience, it's that you can make these wild, you can go down the bourbon path. Yeah. You can try all of these great cinnamon bomb uh, things. And then you can go, well, let's let's try a scotch. Like, yeah. and, some and, Irish or, whiskey. Or some Irish whiskey. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what I love We've about it, We've had some it amazing too. Irish whiskey. There's an underlying thing at the Whiskey Social with a lot of those. Um, you can't get bad uh, versions of these things there. <clears throat> no. Uh, you have to be at a certain level before you're, I guess, even invited to right. go. Right. You, there's there's not a lot of like. Uh, so you're not going to show up and be trying uh, trying Budweiser and yeah and um and stole no no what's the uh, what's the the no that's super cheap vodka I'm trying to think of the name plastic bottle Stoli is that what you're saying is that Stoli Stoli's actually you know Stoli's okay yeah, what's yeah. what's the one I was anyway you uh, get the idea Taka. Right? Taka, <laughs> there you go. There you go. What is taka anyway? <laughs> you get the idea. Like you can't taste those things there. It doesn't exist. Right. 
and, there's no bottom shelf. And well, we're, we're yeah. nerds. We we we've tasted a lot of things. Right. We, we want to bring cool stuff that and you know, and, and there's show some other things yeah. as well because you guys will have rum. You guys mm-hmm. will have uh, other expressions going on there that uh, that you wouldn't even expect. Wh- whiskey often leads to other spirits. If you go down any of these rabbit holes, mm-hmm. you, if you end up loving bourbon or loving scotch, you're going to end up eventually saying, "Well, let me try something. Let me try some Armagnac, yeah, yeah. something that's right, reminiscent." Right. You know. Well, I've totally dragged Ian into the rum thing. Man, just from doing I love this rum. Show. So this is a conversation I had. This is literally within the last few months, right? I'm standing at my house with a friend of mine who's hanging out. And uh, we're looking at my whiskey shelf, which is modest by most 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 HBS people standing. But crazy, but from an average person. No, yeah. totally. well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, totally. And so I'm looking at it, and he's like, "Oh, I see you got rum." I'm like, "Well, I'm not really a rum person, but I have." And I pulled out twelve bottles of rum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rum guy, though. And I stood there and looked at my table, and I went. Maybe I'm a rum person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, maybe, well, you guys, maybe I'm different rum is now. Great. <laughs> you guys missed it, though. On last week's show, Ian brought in a rum that we uh, have proclaimed to, to be the did Malort, the Malort of rums. Oh. It was awful. It was freaking terrible. What it was, was it? just really terrible. Yes. It was It was called Mama Wana. It was oh, unique. Oh, oh, that's not even. It's a, it's a Mama rum. Wana is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a rum based. Uh, it's uh, made from tree bark. Oh, and, and it uh, tastes like tree bark. And, 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 yeah, I, say, I am oh, not at all surprised. Where did you get that? I thought it was like illegal in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> they sell it, it in the Dominican Republic. I tried to bring it home, and they they took it away from oh, me. Oh, so a buddy of mine brought they it back. They did you a favor. <laughs> yes. A buddy of oh, mine oh, brought yes. it back on his uh, after his uh, his uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, honeymoon, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Man, I brought you this bottle." And I kind of remember like when he brought it over. I remember trying it and thinking, okay, it's drinkable. It's not really my favorite thing. But then it sat on my shelf for like six years. Mm. And let me tell you something. Tree bark no doesn't even begin to it describe is no what it, it was. Because <laughs> no. it's, like, it's almost like red I mean, it black, sat so right? long. It's his like first thought yeah, was, yeah. I'm bringing it for you to try. Oh, it's, you, guys, <laughs> he has malorted me twice. <laughs> That's bad. And, and that, I, got, I got Chris with it once, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, <laughs> oh. really. And Chris malorted us with Montucky Cold Twice. Snake, if you remember, yes. Twice. Yeah. Once was here, try this. And once with the... You can't tell this is a hard pour. I was like, I can tell it's a crappy beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, and I just want to show, I don't know if we showed this to the camera or not, but this is just absolutely so wonderful. That, that bottle, like, I, I know the signatory generally has that bottle, but that never screams scotch to me. Like, that bottle no, you're is right. it, it's more so whiskey looking. That bottle yeah. makes me think of this. It's just right. big, this big cork on top. Right. Yeah, it just never screams whiskey to me. Like, that's Old West looking bottle. Yeah. They do this style too. They do like regular, right. but a lot of them come like that. Right. Yeah. Well, this is absolutely fantastic. And I'm kind of glad we saved it for last because it would have been a detour mm-hmm. and then yes. we'd have kind of swerved back yeah. towards this. has the, a uh, tobacco y kind of thing sure. going oh, on. Oh, it sure does. As yeah. Well, that I bet sure this does. would be just Like I said, I tried to bring things that are good with cigars, even though we're not pairing today. I think just about everything you brought really kind of sets itself up as being mm-hmm. great for cigars. Um, what would you guys say? is if someone is coming to the social for the first time, how should they plan their excursion? Like, like what should they do? Should they go counterclockwise? Should they start in a particular area? What's the best strategy the for fir- making the most of it? Well, the first thing I'll before? say, and then I'll kick it to Dominic, is first of all, don't drink before you come. Yeah. Right. Nope. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't no pregame. pregame. No pregame. Drink, drink water. Drink lots of water during the event. Mm-hmm. Spit if you don't like it. 
dump it if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uber if you can. Don't yes, drive please, yourself, please. Please Uber. Eat, eat before you. We have food, but we have don't, food, don't but show up on an empty stomach. Yeah. It's not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What would you but, say? But other than that, I would say, like I said, go to uh, HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. Look at the poor list. Figure mm-hmm. out what you want. What you're then, targeting to make sure you get a chance to try. And figure out which vendor that is and seek yeah. them out when you walk in the door. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've had times where, like, we, since we were talking about Four Roses, when Four Roses was there and they were pouring, uh, it's called the Al Young. Um, it was like a special edition bottle. Uh, Al Young is uh, had pa- passed away. He was... Um, you know, big brand brand ambassador for Four Roses. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive bottle, and it's very hard to find. And we had it. Everyone literally run, ran when they came in the door to get to it. So there are bottles of that quality that people that know are there. They're yeah. going right for yeah. them. So I would say if if you care about that sort of thing, look look up the list and figure out where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say if there are particular distillers that you're curious about, make sure you earmark it and and, and go check them out. Um, if there are particular bottles you want or, or, you know, keep an eye out for them or go ask them because sometimes some of those folks will have them. Um, they, they may not be sitting on the table. They may have them. And they and bring you, surprises. Sometimes yeah. we don't yeah. know. You know, sometimes yeah. they bring cool stuff yeah. that yeah. shows and, up. We always have surprises. And I, have, and I would okay. say the, only, the last thing I would say is, you know, like you said, towards the end of the night, sometimes there are things from other tastings or other things that are left over and we'll pour for everybody. So look for Chris, look for me, look for Todd. Uh, we'll tend to be floating around. If there's something in our hand, we'll pour it for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's a little counterintuitive. <clears throat> um, if this is your first one, you don't have to try everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> please don't, because I've seen the results of yeah, that. Right. <laughs> um, you don't have to try everything. As a matter of fact, uh, I leave out now when I go. I leave out everything I'm real familiar with. Yeah. I don't even bother yeah. with it. I go up and I say hi to the guys if I know them. And I love that, but I generally leave out everything I'm familiar with because I want to leave room for the stuff that I'm not familiar with. And that's that's what I love walking around and do. But but if you've never been there and you haven't tried most of these, uh, there's a couple things to remember. First off, you don't have to try everything. And you right. said mm-hmm. spit, right? Spit or yeah, pour out. dump it. Listen, none of these people are going to be even remotely offended. Right. None. That's yep. a good point. If you yeah. take a sip and you... Drink it and then you pour the. Every one of these places has a uh, dump bucket. Dump bucket has yep. dump, has a dump bucket, and will have water for you to rinse your glass. And they don't expect you to drink every single thing, every little drop of every little bit that they pour. That's just not mm-hmm. the way it works, and right. that's not what's expected of you as a patron of this event. So remember, just go there and enjoy and try stuff. And if mm-hmm. swishing around your mouth and going, "Man, I don't really like that that much," that's okay. Put it back in your glass, toss it yeah. in the. Do not need bucket, to finish it. Yeah, I would let Rinse you it. say it, but I would say, you know, drink responsibly, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's 100% the right thing to do. And you said Uber. You do totally want to oh, taxi or Uber, Uber there. to yeah. this event. And and I'm not, you know, uh, this is not being preachy. It's just being smart, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to uh, come back in just a moment and uh, wrap up the program. But, guys, you brought some amazing whiskeys, and uh, we are, you know, excited about trying even more here in just a couple of days at the yeah. Whiskey Social. It's Smoking a Toast in 303. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Smoking a Toast. Uh, our program is all about craft beer. 
fine spirits. We've certainly had some fine spirits here today. Uh, and hand rolled cigars as well. Big thanks to Dominic and Todd from the uh, Whiskey Social for being our guests. And, and I just want to thank you for actually even owning this. <laughs> uh, this is the Four Roses uh, single barrel, uh, the one with the very tobacco-y notes to it. Uh, I, I'm, I've just... I didn't even ask. I just poured myself a little more. I also it's love right. the uh, the uh, Barnum and Bailey circusy kind of yeah yeah a uh, reminiscent kind of uh, label for it. Is really it was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, Great that one. Really fun yeah. stuff. The uh, whiskey social uh, could be coming soon to a town near you if you are not uh, close to us in Houston. Will it still be are, called the Houston Whiskey Social? Just the Whiskey Social. The whiskey. Yeah, yeah we, except we've for when we do it in except Dallas, for, right? Then we're going to call it the Houston Whiskey Social anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, that'll just work. That's, that's, funny. that's a great marketing Just technique. to antagonize them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst. They won't be mad about that. <laughs> just to antagonize them. No way. Uh, no. Uh, no, but seriously, it is it is growing and going to different uh, cities, but right now, uh, with Houston as home base, it's worth coming to town for. If you didn't get a chance to do it this year, think about it uh, for next year. Tickets are still available. Give us the website www.houstonwhiskeysocial.com Okay, and uh, you can come out and join. Ian and I will be there every year at the Whiskey Social. We get to talk to people who uh, come up and tell us that they listen to the show, and I'm like, I so, love you, that. so you're the nice. guy. Uh, and it's, it's always, it, it's always, and I'm a, always like, no, no, it's actually that guy. Uh, right. Uh, but it, it is so much fun to just hang out and smoke and drink with yeah, these people. Yeah. And, uh, and so if you see us there, please do come and say hello. We, uh, we love hanging out with people and enjoying a tasty beverage. Um, tell us again, how many different spirits will be available there? About 350, something, yeah. something in that range. So you're not yeah. going to, you're not going to drink them all. No. So don't so try to look no, for that... what you want and uh, and enjoy because this is really and we've said this all along. We really mean it. This is the spirit event, event yeah. the premiere event. It's the one that all the others I think aspire yeah. to, and uh, and it, it is so much fun every year. And uh, uh, Ian, I'm I'm gonna actually I got a you know a day or two to go through the humidor and pick what I'll be smoking. But uh, I'm looking go. forward <laughs> to hanging out with you and and uh, drinking and smoking. That's. It's one of the most fun things to do, and it's also, it's a very classy kind of event. Like, like you don't have to, you don't have to dress up too much, but heaven's door is always out by the smoking Mm -hmm. uh, tent too. And And they've done the cigar picks in the past. I don't know why that makes me so happy (laughs) because like they're so fun and and dang good whiskey. Yeah, that's Bob Dylan's brand. Yeah, Yeah. and and it's it's interesting because we go into any celebrity beverage with low expectations. There are a couple that have totally outperformed yeah, and delivered. That, yeah. The Blackened from Metallica. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was good, actually. The, the Bob Dylan uh, whiskeys, the Heaven's Door. Those are great. The Conor McGregor. Man. <laughs> Sorry. Have you guys tried that? Yes. I went a little too far there. So I, I had, apologize. So I had. I was on a roll. I had tried I it. <laughs> For quite a few years, I hadn't tried it. And, uh, and I went over to a buddy's house, uh, and he's like, oh, look what my wife just bought me. It was proper 12, and I was like... It's a good name, at least. I was like, like, what do you think of that? And I was like, well... I kind of like Conor McGregor. Me too. Yeah, I've heard it's not, you know, fantastic. (laughs) He's like, oh. I've heard it's not fantastic. But I want to try it. That's about as diplomatic as Ian gets, by the way. I've heard it's not fantastic. (laughs) But you know, know, my rule of thumb that I tell people, though, is when it comes to celebrity brands and things, generally, if you've seen it in a magazine advertised, you probably want to avoid it. Right, right. You know, it, it's the market. It's all marketing. Well, so I tried I tried that stuff and it was like it was like staring at a car wreck. It's like you can't Ooh. stop finding things wrong with it. Like 
it was unreal, man. It was like, it's like, and every sip, I was like, oh, and then there's this, and what is happening here? It was like, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it yeah, was ongoing, yeah. Uh, but some of them are really good. I mean, seriously, the uh, so the, the Long Branch stuff. is good. Long I mean, Branch that wild is good. Yep, that, yep. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And 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 that's the uh, that's the Matthew, Matthew McConaughey one. Mesquite, yeah. Mesquite turkey. And and after yeah. I uh, after I had my first sip of of uh, blackened from Metallica, I mean, uh, Dave Pickerel, come on. You may remember that I said to you, Ian, this is really good. Duh. Good. Ah. <laughs> yes, you have to do that. Uh, anyway, James you know, Hetfield growl yeah, at the yeah. end of everything. It's ah. really good. Ah. Uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much. We are big fans of the social. We're looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah. Uh, especially when we see you coming out of the door with those bottles in your hand. Yeah. That's well, what we appreciate the support. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. A lot. You know, we're big fans, and we love to joke around about Chris and Alan, but they're they're very very good friends. <laughs> we love them dearly, and uh, so we just uh, want to thank you for all you do to promote good good spirits yes. it's, it's a you, wonderful sir. thing yeah, uh thank you. you ian this has been great fun uh very excited about it and uh we're going to uh see you all guys all cheers, at the guys. social here in a couple of yep. days and as we like cheers. to say cheers. everybody cheers y'all it's all right when it's okay